All right. Welcome back to Coffee in Christ Week Five. Five. Ooh. It's a milestone. It's our birthday. Five, Five. week anniversary <laughs> of Coffee in Christ. Yes. Oddly enough, no coffee this week. Mm, yeah. You see, we have some hiccups in our schedule that yeah. happen. Well, my fault. No, my fault. No, no. Because the first one was. You know how last episode we said there's going to be a special guest. No, not one, not two, but three. Well, there is no special guest. You just get to hear me and Dylan. That was pretty good. Thank I didn't you. Know you could whistle like no that. No sound effects. That was me. <laughs> I know you could whistle like that. It's my mouth. Oh, well, one of them will probably be able to get back on Kevin, but the other two was Ilse and Antonio. And from, from where? Mexicano. Mexico. Mexico. You know, we, and we're going to talk about our Mexico trip um, later. Especially but, when we get back. We'll have so yes, much to talk about. Every year, me and Jackson go on a mission trip to Mexico and uh, the preacher and his daughter and his wife were here from Mexico and they just had too busy of a schedule and they could not come to be on the podcast. But... They were here for ten days and they were packed. They were oh. in Cookville for three and they were just like... They were gone. And so, disappointing it, it is, but... It's okay. I mean, you just listen to the old folks, me and Jackson. What could be better? Yeah. What could be that? We could. We will probably get Kevin back on here, but as for the other two, sadly, I don't think we could work out something. It would be. It'd be hard. It would just be hard. And we couldn't record in Mexico. We could, but it requires internet, which internet, there is none there. And then we have to pack all of our equipment, and we already don't have enough space as it is. I think we have plenty of space in here. Well, we could do karate over there. No, I was meaning There's like take it to room. take it to Mexico. Oh, I misunderstood. Like like in our luggage. Yeah. Like we just already have a lot, so. Well, I don't know what's wrong with me, so I know <laughs> I have mis- been misunderstanding things all week. Like Jackson's things, I'm misunderstanding, and then that, and then work, and then there's just a lot. We can still mis- do karate over there if you want to. You just no. let me know. No. Oh. It was just. Okay. All right. Well. My Maybe dad I'll tried to get me to do karate, but um, I went to one practice and then cried. And never <laughs> that. I, I actually remember it. Like, I, I was a little I kid. Uh, also, my dad is a black belt. You knew that, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I, think it's, man. I think it's jujitsu. Um, so he wanted me to be his karate. Karate? Prodigy. 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 But I went to one practice. And that was it. And I cried. It's a short story. Ran away. Short but sad story. It's not sad. You ran away? I ran out of the room to my mom. Oh. I was like five. I remember it fluently in my head. Well, he's just trying to train you to be an assassin. I am an assassin (laughs) on the golf course. Yep. I'm an assassin of collarbones on the golf course. Of what? Of collarbones. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'll take that. I'll put that in my repertoire. You know, I'm glad that you do. You know, looking back on that, I'm glad you broke my collarbone. <laughs> you know why? Why? Now I can tell the weather. You can. It starts to hurt. And when I it can. Rains, I've it never, gets sore. never broke anything. No. So, like, I just have to find out, like, the rest of us. I have some folks that call on me to ask the forecast. Really? No joke. That's no, funny. I was joking. Not really. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Do it. Like, like a week before, I'm going to be like, hey. I'm not, a, I'm not Jesus. Jesus. I like can't. A day? It's like, like two, day days. Like two, two days. Two days. 
I'll like, like I'll get a little sore, and I'm like, ah, what is that? <laughs> and then and it then, rains, and, and then, then you're like, oh, okay. Well, we have to determine the sore because if I sleep wrong too, it's sore <laughs> in the morning. But I have to determine which sore it is. Oh boy! And did we did we tell that story on here? The collarbone you broke, breaking my collarbone. Yeah, I think we it, did. And this, it really wasn't Jackson that broke we it. We did. We it, did say that. It wasn't him that broke it. It was my own stupidity. I was still driving, though, so, I mean, like, I I still will take ownership. I will take part ownership. It was funny, though. I, it was <laughs> for the rest of us who were there. I remember I hit my face on the dirt. And, and my nose, like... <laughs> you landed on your face. Like, you were, like, face down. I was... You looked up and you go, I'm okay. I was not okay. But... Yeah, I didn't figure that one out till later. The next day... Right. Anyway. But, um... What's new in your world? Nothing really new, but that I'm almost out of high school. I have... <laughs> 11 days! <laughs> Man, that was pretty good. If only Carly. Oh, if only me. Carly were here. If you know, you know. But and most of you don't know. That's the funny <laughs> thing. <laughs> if you know, you know. But you don't. So that's the funny thing. But uh, yeah, I have eleven days. Prom's coming up. That's about it. I'm just kind of living the the smooth life now. Besides math, I don't like math. She's the only one that cares right now. I'm just letting you know. Everybody else just. I sat in my college plant science class today. And watched YouTube videos all day because Mr. Dawson goes, I don't think I want to work today. And I was like, Amen, brother. I saw that on Friday's reaction. <laughs> so like we didn't we didn't do anything. So what about you? Well, what hasn't happened? What's about week? to happen? Well, I'm leaving in three hours and forty four minutes. Quick math. To go to the beach. Ooh. I'm very excited. Jackson <laughs> is staying at my house with the Maxter. With the dog. With the who? The Maxter. Oh. And I all Next. I sent Jackson a beautiful welcome text message to... It's like a Holiday Inn. The, no. ho- the Hotel de Dillon. Hotel de Dillon on Buffalo Valley Road. Yeah. I should have said that. I don't know where you live. I don't live on <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> Valley Road. <laughs> They're going to come to the house now. Uh, we have so many fans. They're just going to be busting down the door. Let me in. Just I'm not home there. <laughs> so, let the dog out, though, if you're going to come <laughs> yeah. over. She likes attention. She might be in the floor, but that's, that's just from excitement. Seriously, though, it, I, it just means I'm getting older because older va- like other vacations before this one, well, this is just till Sunday. I wouldn't even really call it a vacation. It's a sabbatical. But, um, yeah. like, I've never really had to, like, prepare this much. Yeah. But I've been having to get someone to watch the house and watch the dog and, and all these things. And I was getting ready for Jackson to come over earlier, which Jackson's my best friend. Like, I don't really care. He's seen my house. It's worst. It doesn't really bother me. But I was You like, made your bed, though. I did make that bed. I do that. It looks nice. Like, two days out of the week. Like, okay. two days when I'm really feeling myself, the bed gets made. The other five, I go, it's going to be a rough gonna, day. <laughs> like, in a few hours, so. But, um, no, I was, like, looking through my fridge, and I'm like... I have nothing here. Like, oh, there's water. nothing to cook. There's water, Coke you didn't Zero. Milk. I'll tell you what I have. I have water, Coke Zero, and cheese strings. <laughs> I love Pepper Jack cheese. Sargenta makes them. And they're Pepper Jack. And I'll like sit on my bed sometimes at night and just <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But like I have nothing, so I had to go to Publix to get 
Jackson some groceries. <laughs> some food. Nourishment. Like, he wanted cereal, and I was walking through Publix, and I went, well, if he wants cereal, he needs to have some milk. <laughs> I buy milk, but it just goes bad. Like, I don't, I don't drink it. You don't it. guzzle some milk? Well, because when I get up in the morning, some days I get up where I'm supposed to. Other days, it's just a mad dash to get yeah. out the door. So I don't really eat breakfast. I grab a lot, bottle of water when I leave, and that's usually my breakfast. Um, Nourish. Nourishment. Nourishment. Um, it fills me up, honestly. The one bottle of water. I drink, like, if I chug a bottle of water, I'll be like... Oh. It fills your stomach up, technically, but, like... But I have to see. That's not a good idea. Anyway, I'm not the picture of health, anyway. <laughs> but, and then I, like, mad dash out the door, and then I don't get home until later in the evening, and I usually just go to bed. Don't or forget, I watch Grey's Anatomy. Don't forget your five pounds of uh, animal crackers. I do have a five-pound bucket of animal crackers and peanut butter. They're pretty good. Hello, penguins on them. They're from the Sam's mm. members mark. Um, and also, we're not having any coffee tonight, again because I I need to go to bed. But actually, me and Jackson are going to stay up and watch Stranger Things because <laughs> I'm about to drive eight hours. So that's the smartest thing I've ever done. But I'm pulling a camper, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah pulling my camper. Yeah, it's fine. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing going to the beach, and then I have. I'm pretty busy the next, like, throughout May, because, as most of y'all know, I'm a youth minister, and um, graduations, and graduation parties, and... Mayday. Mayday, I have to go to that. Mayday, and then there's just a lot a lot going on. So, um, that's me. That is me. Wow. So, Matthew chapter 5, um, I'm going to start reading in verse 13. It says, um, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So I think just for a few minutes here, we're going to cover verses 13 through 20, but we're going to go verse by verse until 16. So, um... So again, what this verse is kind of talking about, and I'll, I mean, I'll kind of give you my synopsis tonight. I'm going no notes because <laughs> I just free bird. I, I'm, I'm not winging it. No. I know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I don't have notes in front of me to reassure me. Um, but you know, you are the salt of the earth. What is the purpose of salt? Make your food taste good. Oh yeah, I mean, everybody's a little salt, a little yeah. sodium mm-hmm. up in there. Yeah. You know, if you have McDonald's French fries, too much with no salt. Ooh. Though they put too much, like a wet potato, but it, it is. is a wet potato. Actually, why did I use that? An oily potato. There you go. <laughs> but um, I mean, they're just not good. Salt has w- one purpose, and that is to enhance food. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, if and I mean to salt the road. Fun fact: I, I want to tell you guys a story about whenever me and my sister were were young. Um, in our very first, like, our not our house we lived in when I graduated high school, but the house before that, my dad built us a tree house in the backyard. Ooh. And we were out for snow one day, and me and my sister were determined to play in the tree house that day. Yeah. And the steps going up to it were iced over. So you put, like, some salt? And so we went in and got a salt shaker. I was young. But we, went in, we went no. Oh. <laughs> we went in and got a salt shaker and, like, salted the stairs. No, we just wasted all the salt. It didn't do a thing. There must be special salt that melts the roads. Yeah, I don't know where you can buy that salt. Our friends on the West Coast, if you're out there, (laughs) probably don't ever salt the roads. Probably not. They never have to. They never have to. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I mean, that's the purpose of salt is to enhance food. 
it has a specific serp um has a specific purpose and then towards the end of verse 13 but if salt has lost its taste how shall its saltiness be restored does salt have an expiration date surely it does i don't know i'm asking i i don't know i'm not that smart i don't um ty is also here and he's in the back and he's shaking his head so i'm gonna think no no but that's obviously not for me. I'm not a salt expert. I'd look it up if you if you really want to hanker in for it. Well, the reason Ty knows is because he has a college degree. Ah, blah, 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 I don't blah. have one. <laughs> don't need it. Well, while he's thinking, while he's looking that up, you know, if it loses its taste, if the salt has lost its taste, how is its taste supposed to be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So this is saying, you know, we. Okay, and I want to use that. We are the salt of the earth. But if we lose our taste, what's our purpose? It literally says we're good for nothing. It'd rather be us to be thrown out and trampled under somebody's feet. And then verse 14, um, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So I looked it up, and it says it's salt itself has no expiration date. But it does say, like, if it starts to smell weird or it doesn't uh, smell weird, uh, starts to get, like, clumpy, then it says then it says that it's probably gone bad or not as good. So You heard it from here, folks. <laughs> salt goes bad. Check if your salt. <laughs> your salt is stinky. <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Coffee in Christ, episode five. April 28th, 2020. There you go. What do you know? See? <laughs> I mean, that was... Smell your salt. Go to the pantry right now and smell your salt. It also said dead bugs in it, but I'm going to I'm gonna hope, hopefully think that nobody has dead bugs in their salt right now. So. If you got dead bugs in your salt, reevaluate your life. Are you trying to make a jingle? No, maybe. Oh, you really like had a tune to it, so I didn't know. If you have dead bugs in your salt, throw it away. Boom. And change your life. Yeah. Just like that. We should get a symbol. Like, we, should, oh, we should get... Those are a symbols which you hit it. Oh, what's this? Oh, just wind chimes? Last Landon Ernest. He'll probably The does. percussion expert. He probably does. Anyway, we're, we can get way off topic. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, you go ahead. I yeah. don't want to take what you're talking about. So, you talked about like salt now. And I'm, I'm going to talk about salt back then. Still was the same thing, but it was a lot more rare if i would say like we i don't know where salt comes from i'm gonna be honest i think it's from a rock but i looked it up that salt back then came from like marshes and that it was harder to get so it made it precious kind of deal so precious to the point that like roman soldiers even accepted it as a payment so like salt as a payment let me give you like a teaspoon of salt for you to to i don't know guard my house for a day like can like, I give you a teaspoon of salt for house sitting for me till Sunday? Uh, I don't know about that one. You're my best friend. Okay, Take I the might. Salt. I I'm might. I might. But that that just comes to show you like how precious salt is. And going back to this verse, how precious, precious, <laughs> precious, precious. Whistle. How, <laughs> Whistle how a little bit. Precious. That is hard. I'm gonna how precious. Thank you. Uh, we are to the world. And and then another one is kind of like what you said is and adds flavor. And also back then, salt was used to preserve things. So us as Christians should preserve the faith and to add flavor to people's lives. And kind of like um, going back to Michael's 
devotional thought like two Wednesdays ago where he talked, I just specifically where he talked about where you catch more flies with honey instead of mm-hmm. vinegar. We're supposed to be flavorful. So people are more drawn to, towards us more often and not, and we don't like send a bad message and salt might go bad. We might have bugs in our salt. You know, we don't want that. And then going on to like the last part of the verse again, where it says that when Christians lose their flavor, they are trampled under their feet and they're, they're worth nothing. Like we, like that's the, that's, that's such like a, a low, a low blow. Like, you're worth nothing if you're trampled under somebody's foot. Like, mm-hmm. so. That's the truth. Yeah. I mean, if we're not doing, and we, I've talked about this before, our purpose, and, and I mean this, whether you found Christ or you have not found Christ, and hopefully one day you will, maybe yeah. you're listening to it and you're not a Christian, reach out to us. Hit me up. We're going we're gonna to create a Facebook page. Okay. Then I get back from the beach. Okay. okay. Anyway, um, but if you're, a non-Christian, your purpose is still to glorify Christ. Your purpose is still to go to heaven. Your purpose is still to be that light of the world. You just haven't uncovered your purpose yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a big thing. I guess it's our purpose, but it's everybody's purpose. Yeah. The only thing different about me and you is we uncovered our purpose. Mm-hmm. And maybe other people are still searching for it. The Bible gives you purpose. Mm-hmm. That's how you find it. That's where it's at. You know, but one thing that I want to, to and I'm not going to get on a tangent about it, but verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You know, you said a minute ago that we need to preserve the faith, mm-hmm. right? Why? Caught him off guard. I see, like, especially right now, not to say that like the church is dying because I would never say that, but I say that it definitely doesn't seem as more prevalent as as it did back then. Like it's obviously it is a hundred percent necessary and such a important thing, but you don't see it as much. You see it more of like do your own thing, the the woke culture, like the it you you name it. But it's not it's not Christ. It's you don't hear him in the news as much as you hear something else, and so that's why we should. I don't want to keep saying preserve, but we should preserve it. We should make sure it's going to be long lasting and that our kids are going to know about it and our grandkids are going to know about it. And so we keep spreading the good news, spreading Jesus. That's what I think too. I like that you brought that up. Like the, the, the woke culture, you know, and if our older listeners don't know what that means, it's kind of like, especially our age, the, the message of everyone is do your own thing, do what makes you happy you know, go crazy. Go crazy. You know, do whatever you go want, crazy. and no, yeah, no, we can't do that. Yeah. <coughs> I just muted my mic to cough, but I know everyone heard it in Jackson. So. It's fine. Sorry it's fine. about We're that. All it. We have imperfections. We're all not perfect. Um, but you know, we also, you know, I agree with everything that you said. But preserving the faith, you know, we, we as Christians have a pretty oh the first yawn it is only 8 30 we don't ever record this late you, i'm yawning yawning you old man um you old man. we used to record like five o'clock but it's 8 30 p.m and no coffee Maybe no I coffee make coffee if we were staying out. and i'm a little sleepy i might do that later you can have coffee i'm not mm. um but we still have an influence in the world yeah you know so many people think that we don't 
but we definitely still have a really heavy influence and we still are the light of the world. And I don't think we take that serious enough. Yeah. Like, I get it. And I'm just as guilty, if not more guilty than a lot of people. I can be moody. You know, I can, you know, you can tell when I'm not having a great day. That's fine. But I think there are so many Christians that just keep this attitude of don't talk to anybody else and, you know, all this. And that's not how we should be. We're literally described right here as a light of the world, a city that cannot be hidden. And that was true back then, and it's true now. You know, we're we still we're still a light. We're the light of the world. We still cannot be hidden. I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, verse fifteen <coughs> says, "Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house." You know, what do you have to say about that one? Uh, well, I kind of like like to compare like salt and, and light to each other, and not really compare them, but kind of line them up. And the both things that I kind of see is, is salt is needed because the world is kind of decaying, kind of deal. And if our Christianity is imitating that and is also decaying and rotting, and then it says it right there that we're good for nothing. We should be trampled under people's feet. And then for light, it's kind of because the world is in the world's in darkness. And if our Christianity imitates the darkness, then we have nothing to show for the world. We're not on the hill. We're not. We're going to be put under that basket. And so, to be effective, we must. We kind of have to seek out this light and seek out how can we be flavorful and preserve. And it's not just like talking how you mentioned in that in Wednesday night class. What's the difference? What is seeking? And it's. I forgot how you said it. What'd you say? I don't really remember the mm. exact definition that I used. Like actively pursuing something. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's not like, and I think you guys made fun of me, but if I like called you and said, hey man, have you seen my geese anywhere? You're like, no, no, okay, that's fine. You know, I'll find them. It's not a big deal. Like you're not going to drop everything and come help me. Yeah. But if I call you and say, Jackson, I'm diligently seeking for my keys. I need help. Help me. You know, that that's obviously a little bit different. You know, seeking something means... You know, you're going after it with everything. You are seeking it, not yeah. just looking. Like you are actively and diligently searching for it. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of how I put it. And then just like we can never, we can never like affect the world by conforming it, by conforming to it. We have mm-hmm. to be exactly what Jesus says here, and being a light and being the salt. And and it kind of just the, the figures of salt and light also remind us that the life marked by like the Beatitudes that we read just a little bit before and how we're supposed to let our light shine. And we often assume that those inner qualities can only be developed by ourselves, but we're supposed to not be hidden. We're supposed to we're supposed to use each other. That's why we, we have friends. That's why we have brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's just what Jesus wants. He wants his kingdom to be alive and visible and have us up above where everyone can see us and then this that's just the purpose of light is to point to God mm-hmm. like you said a couple of chapters ago that when John the Baptist was starting his ministry all he did the whole time was he pointed to God he didn't claim it for himself because light we're kind of we're letting it shine to glorify God we're pointing to God you know, also, and I'll, I'll kind of take a different stance to it a little bit, um, but nor do people light a lamp 
and put it on a basket. You know, if I need a flashlight, I'm not going to turn it on and then put it in my pocket. Like, it's not going <laughs> to do anything. Yeah. You know, that's, that is the problem of modern-day Christianity is, you know, and we'll use our church for example, for an example. Double Springs Church of Christ, and I'm not throwing a stone at our church. I'm using us as an example. Just because we can. But, you know, we have around 200, you know, 210. On Sunday. On our, in our Sunday morning services, and that's great. And we're singing, and we're bringing glory to God, and we're worshiping God, and, and all those things, and every, that's great. But I think so many people, and again, I'm not saying our church does this, I mean, there's, they're, they're in every church, though. But, I mean, people come to church, and maybe they're even diligent members. Like, they're there every time the doors are open, mm-hmm. but they don't ever acknowledge to anybody else that they're a Christian. Yeah. You know, I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And don't be weird about it. I'm a Christian. <laughs> I mean, but, like, people should know. And I think so many people are like... Um, it's like the the last thing they ever mention about themselves. Like when you have to do the awkward introductions. Oh, and, and like I'm a Christian. At the beginning of school. Like I'm not saying say it then unless you're that bold, that's fine. But I mean, I think so often people put church and being a Christian. Like, yes, I'm a Christian, but you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll relate this to work. Like I relate a lot of things. But, you know, having a heating and air system is... is a re- not requirement. We're just spoiled. Yeah. Like it's a necessity. most all houses pretty much nowadays have central heating and air. Mm-hmm. But what's hilarious is when you call somebody or if they call you to say, "Hey, I need a new unit," and you say, "Do you know what size of a unit you have?" And they go, "I don't know." It's a big one. <laughs> like, do you know? It's it. I, a lot of people say it's it's gray, <laughs> and it has a red tag on it. <laughs> okay. And they'll say, oh, I, but you know, nobody knows about it. It's just there. Yeah. And Christianity can be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I'm a Christian, but besides on Sundays, I don't think about it. No one thinks about their HVAC system until the filters need to be changed or dies. Yeah. No one thinks about it. Gets too cold. Gets you know, cold. I know everything about mine because I'm in the field. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like no one thinks about it until it breaks or you need to change your filter. So that's the thing about Christianity is, yes, I'm a Christian, but I, I can't really tell you anything else about it. You know, I can't. And, and they kind of, not on purpose, but they kind of put their Christian identity under a basket until they get to church. And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, 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 you know, they're talking to everybody and everything's great. But when they go out, to, you know, in their lives, it's on the back burner. Yeah, and, and again, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but it's really easy to fall into that trap of, "Hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian." And when you go to work, it's, "I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian." You know, you whisper it. I'm a so and that's the thing. It's so easy to take your lamp, this Christian light that we're supposed to light the world with, and put it under a basket. But then Sundays and Wednesdays, you pull it out and Whoa. say, "Here it is." Yeah. But guys, going to church is not what a Christian's all about. It is so important to be with fellow Christians. Okay? But guys, we're not going to church. We are the church. And you need to be an active body of the church, not just on Sundays and Wednesdays. Every single day. 
And and we don't need to put our lot under a basket. Because, guys, we're here to change the world. I mean, look at it that way. Mm-hmm. We're here to change the world. Mm-hmm. And we have this message that can touch everybody personally and save the world. Yeah. But we're not sharing it. You know? So And then verse 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that way they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Looks like I jumped the gun a little bit. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> Just, well, I, I mean pointing to God that's that's how it is so the purpose it says right there the purpose of our light is to let it shine by doing good works and this is can all be pointing back to God because we're glorifying him and that's what I think we all I mean oh man uh, number two that's three you missed the three? last one I missed the other one <laughs> sorry one three it's good <laughs> you know but um, that's the thing you know letting our, our people see our good works not to glorify ourselves, not to make us look good, but because we want to give glory to God who's in heaven because he allows us to have the light. Mm-hmm. We need to give glory to him. He's the batteries in our flashlight. He's the one that keeps us going, you know. So um, verse 17, I'm going to read 17 through 20, but it says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away... Uh, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until it is all accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, so real quick, I mean, I'll just start in verse 17 again. And so Jesus here is kind of beginning sort of a long discussion about how he just wants to make clear that he did not impose what God gave Israel in the Old Testament. And uh, But he it says right there that Jesus comes to fulfill it. He fulfills all the Old Testament in that it all points to him. Uh, not only in its specific predictions of you know the messiah or anything like that but also in the sacrificial you know system that uh in many events you know they would have to sacrifice you know the animals or something like that but here the laws and principles that jesus is perfect he is the perfect sacrifice and and so that's how he kind of doesn't oppose it but he's just saying it all it it is fulfilling this is you know this is how it's supposed to be and then um and then i'll just keep going and then in verse 18, Jesus kind of confirms again that the Old Testament has the full authority as Scripture, and even down to the smallest part. So I looked it up, and the iota is the smallest letter in the Greek alphabet, and the dot refers to a tiny stroke or a part of a letter used to tell the difference between Hebrew letters and uh, other letters of other kinds. And then the Old Testament kind of remains as the authoritative figure, I guess you would say, because some of those teachings teach of the sacrifices and stuff like that but it kind of foreshadows that you know Jesus would go through his ministry and how Jesus is going to die and he's going to be perfect and you know and then until all of it is accomplished with his fulfillment that through his earthly life and his earthly death and his resurrection and then and then more fully when he decides to come back so he's basically saying right now like you know, hey, you're the salt of the earth. You're, you're, you're to do all these things. You're to glorify God in heaven through your good works. But here's why I'm here. Yeah. That's basically what Jesus is doing right now. Here's here's the purpose of why I'm here. And he's basically telling them, hey, I'm going to be crucified. 
I'm gonna, but he doesn't come out and say that. He's yeah. like, I'm here to fulfill the law. One thing that I really, and I'm going to go ahead and jump to 19, is therefore whoever relaxes one of the one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does keep them or does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. You know, that right there tells you the importance of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And this is the Sermon on the Mount. This is greatest sermon. The greatest sermon ever preached. And he's saying basically, hey, don't change the law. Don't change, you know, what I'm teaching you. Because if you do, you're gonna be the least in heaven. But if you don't, if you keep my commandments, if you teach them, if you're the salt of the earth, if you're all the, if you keep all these commandments, you're gonna be great in heaven. And guys, that's a big deal. That's important. Yeah. That is super important because he's saying the Bible is relevant always. Mm-hmm. Like never is there a time that the Bible is not relevant. Never is a time, never is there a time that the Bible is not going to have the answer for you. You know, we seem to search everywhere else before looking to the scripture and turning to God to help solve our problems. Mm-hmm. We search everywhere else before going to God and saying, hey, I need help. Yeah. Hey, I need, I need you to do something here, you know. And he's saying, if you keep my commandments, you keep my commandments, don't change the law, teach Christ to other people, then, hey, you're going to be great in the kingdom of heaven. How amazing. I mean, That's I have awesome. goosebumps. I have goosebumps. 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 Ow. <laughs> Where did that go from? I thought it was great. It's, it's getting way past It's 843. PM. You're right. PM. I am quite tired. <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to jump down to 20. And so the scribes and the Pharisees kind of took pride in their obedience. You know, they always like to kind of like flaunt it around and stuff like that. But they still have um, impure hearts, if you would say. So like the kingdom of righteousness works from the inside out and produces, you know, like change in your heart. And so that's what it, that's all he's saying right here is, for I tell you, unless righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So you're supposed to, your heart is supposed to change, and that's how you kind of receive the kingdom of heaven. You know, and that's that's where we're going to stop tonight. But that's one thing that I want, and we can kind of sum this up. I and mean, we talked about two different things, but one led right into the other. You can sum this up by don't sleep. On your righteousness Mm -hmm. you know so many things come and go in this world righteousness is something that will never go out of style never and how do we maintain our righteousness well um, we become the salt of the earth the light of the world we light of the world we don't hide it we let our good our good deeds and our good words glorify God okay we don't teach false teaching. We keep the law the same, and we do all these things to make sure we can, can continue to maintain this idea of righteousness. You know, and, and that people, I mean, I've had people ask me, what is righteousness? Righteousness is going to be different for every, every yeah. person. You know, righteousness is maintaining the law, keeping the law, doing what we're supposed to do. But we're called to do different things. Okay, God calls us to do that. We have different talents. Our righteousness is different. Mine's different than Jackson's. I mean, we, we're all called 
to different things, like to, to do about, different things. It's like when he talks about the body parts. Exactly. But one thing that keeps all of us the same, all of our callings the same, is we are all commanded to be the salt of the earth. So, boop. Challenge for you this week. Challenge. Think about it. Has your salt lost its flavor? It's got bugs in it. <laughs> Check your salt. <laughs> you know, but think about that. You know, mm-hmm. we are called to be the salt of the earth. And, and also, has your light. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a Devo a couple weeks ago with a light bulb, and that was the whole purpose of my lesson. Um, but and check it. I mean, are you, how's your salt? Has it lost its flavor? You know, are we still doing good? And how's your light? What are we doing with it? Are we still remaining righteousness? Are we still maintaining our relationship with Christ and glorifying him? There's so many questions you can ask yourself this week. But the main one that I want to ask you is, how's your salt? And how's your light? See you next week.